Fantasy Managers, Jill is here from FPL Addicts. With all the chaos from Game Week 3 now over, we wanted to drop you a new episode which we hope to feature on a weekly basis. This is the Game Week Review Show. In the studio today, Reedy and our very own Reverend Mikey, they'll be reviewing team and asset performances from the previous Game Week. This is a live stream and on our YouTube channel, so we do have live engagement from the audience throughout. It's new, fresh content, so please do let us know what you think. You can drop us a message on our socials too. Now let's get on with the pod. Hello, fancy managers. Uh, welcome to the FBL Addicts uh, game week review for sort of game week three's games. And moving forward, sort of a little bit of chat with uh, I've got I've got the Rev uh, Mikey with me this week, uh, just doing a little bit of a sort of you know chat on uh, what's coming ahead in game week four. So, yeah, um, how are you doing, Mikey, first and foremost, mate? How, how, how was your game week and so on? And It's going yeah, well. Out. It's going well. I feel like even though it was quite a low-scoring week, it's all relative, isn't it? So um, I think there was a couple of players that I had in there, like, you know, that we wild-carded into, like Saliba, who, you know, came in good for us, didn't they, Reedy? Was that all right for you as well? Yeah, it was, it was fantastic, to be fair. Um <laughs> Yeah. You know, when you put that guy on your bench, um, <laughs> you obviously don't get points, but we, we'll not go into that for now. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. keep that away for now. Um, and obviously, you know, you've done, you done great in terms of your FPL points this week and, and started the right players first and foremost, as you've alluded to there. But, um, yeah. you know, me not so good in terms of my points and so on. So, you know, we can always have a, have a quick look at yeah. that. And, um, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, points aside, we are surrounded by a, a fantastic community. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, he's he's coming in with a double scouse. You know, yeah, maybe get your translators out, maybe turn on your subtitles if you need to get them in. And then shout out to TT, Tom Edits in there, Liam saying, all right, boys, hope you're all doing well as well. Good to have you in the chat today. Yeah, so um, kind of like with, with everyone that's, that's watching, any questions that you maybe want to put in there, feel free, boys. Uh, whether it be a case of, um, you know, any moves that you're thinking about doing for game week four, let us know, and we're happy to, to kind of help you with that. Uh, we're going to go over a few a few of the games from, from game week three, as we said, review those, and, uh, and look at a couple of players maybe from each team's um, that, whether they're currently in people's teams or maybe they should be uh, moving forward. So... Yeah, I mean, the three games that, that we could probably look at first and foremost from the weekend, uh, Mikey, are, you know, City-Newcastle. Uh, first and foremost, we go off that one. Uh, we've got Chelsea-Leeds, um, and then we've also got uh, the, if I'm not saying, just get them up here. Just when you need things to, to load up for you, they don't. United versus <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, have, have you already blank that one out of your mind i'm having i'm having yeah i'm having um, definitely having some trauma from that game i'm having problems on i thought how bad that was but yeah so we'll we'll look at those games but first and foremost mikey as i say that the newcastle man city game what have you kind of got to say about that one boy well first of all what a game that was like as a neutral watching that game i've just got to say it's so good to see um something completely different to to what you expect so i think we all expected and, you know, apologies to TT as well in the chat. But, you know, I did kind of expect um, Newcastle to maybe just roll over a little bit. Maybe um, he's going to do a Piers Morgan and walk off. You know, I, I, I did think that Newcastle um, weren't going to stand up to Man City. And they came and they gave them a proper, 
proper game. And they were 3-1 up at one point. Um, Kieran Trippier with an otherworldly free kick. Absolutely sensational goal. And um, for those uh, managers who either benched them or sold them, my heart goes out to them for, for their FPL teams. But yeah, fantastic goal. And, and again, some, some real key learning points as well from that game in particular for our FPL teams. Yeah. Yeah, um, fully agree in terms of the what people did with the likes of Trippier and maybe even people who had Callum Wilson. You know, there were some scenarios where people had even both of those players. Um, and, and, you know, you can kind of forgive people for benching the likes of Trippier in a game like that because you just don't, you don't expect Newcastle to kind of get anything from it. You expect them to concede and so on. But the free kick, as, as you've alluded to there, Mikey, was absolutely top draw, top draw. Um, and yeah, Newcastle going 3-1 up. I personally thought that that was going to be it, that they were going to get the game done, uh, get the three points and so on. Um, but it wasn't to be. City come back with Kevin De Bruyne, who, oh, I just, really, there's so many ways you could describe that, but the, the, the guy is just incredible. He's, he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal footballer. And, um, yeah, just, just showing his quality again. And even Bernardo Silva now, all the talks about him moving away to Barcelona and so on, just goes to show how, how actually important he is to that City team still. So, yeah, fantastic game, really. From a neutral point of view, it was just end-to-end battles going on. Tripper even getting the red card that got that got rescinded, of course. And, and do you agree with that? Do you think that it should have been a yellow or, or do you think it was a bit of a, a dangerous tackle and deserved the red? Uh, the thing is, like, as an Everton fan, I was really salty about that because um, I'm not sure if anyone remembers when um, Alan made a very similar tackle, bringing the player down, um, you know, in his own half. Just, you know... It was definitely a yellow, you know, stopping that counter-attack. Whereas, you know, <laughs> um, Alan, you know, didn't go to VAR, just got the straight red, got the free game ban, didn't get the appeal turned over. Whereas yeah. Trippier does that, you know, they, they go and look at it properly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I was I was a bit salty about that, but ultimately it was the correct the decision. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, hopefully they can, you know... Just and, and that's the thing, is consistency. Yeah. Exactly that, exactly yeah. that is the consistency. And I've seen something similar lately in terms of um, Rangers, uh, John Lundstrom, a former sort of... Um, the Lord, you know, the Lord himself. The Lord Lundstrom of, of, of FPL, yeah, in our teams mm. that, you know, got that cheeky defender slash midfielder slot. But um, he done something similar um, and he got a straight red. I mean, albeit he did actually ca- really catch the man and it was a bad one from behind. But, you know, um, I think, yeah, it was, as, as Craig was saying there, for me, it was, it was a yellow card. So, yeah. yeah, unbelievable game. Have you got anyone kind of from, from this game, whether it be City or Newcastle, that a couple of players that maybe you do like to look at? I know we've mentioned Trippier and he's still being held by yeah. people. Some people have sold him. Um, but, yeah, w- yeah, would you say he's, if you've got him, you keep him still? Even though we got the look. Oh yeah, definitely. I think even if um if if people like sold him last week, they're they're definitely gonna be ripping the hair off today because he he just looked like he the, the free kick aside, he was getting all the way up and down the pitch. He was really pressuring those um city wing backs as well. So even in, in a game like that where you would expect to be absolutely dominated, they they just did so well. I think one of the players that I do have my eye on, um is obviously Erlen Holland. Um, he's still registering insane amounts of XG. He's played about 250 minutes so far, and his XG per 90 is still um, above one, which is insane for any FPL asset. The fact that it's 1.41 at the moment is is 
absolutely ungodly. That is a disgusting amount of XG. And, and I think the time is coming when Erlen Haaland is um is gonna, you know, live up to his name and haul for yeah. us. <laughs> and the the second city player that I think we maybe really wanna um have our eyes on is is um Gundogan. I think his yeah. I was um, hoping you would I, was, I had a feeling that you might have said John Stones for a minute there, but I was I'm really Yeah, glad yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, yeah go on. Yeah, so Gundogan, his positioning is so advanced. He looks like he's even further ahead than KDB mm-hmm. in terms of where his like initial positioning is. Obviously, he ran deep, ran from deep for the first goal, but that's just the way City play, regardless. And um, you know, he's he's played two hundred and forty-one minutes so far, and he's he's registering um, expected goals of 0.4, which for a midfielder is is like actually pretty nuts. And then. Um, is expected assists per 90 as well. They could probably do with a bit of improvement. But the positioning's there, and it's a new system, and Man City look like they're only improving. Gundogan's the captain of the team. He looks about as nailed as they're going to get. And so, yeah. Also, some new people coming into the chat as well. IBK from the FPL Sandwich podcast. Good morning to you, bro, as well. Um, okay. Yeah, good yeah, to see um... you. I agree in terms of those two players. I think I think great yeah. players. I think Haaland's still a pick. You know, Pep's come out and said about his minutes and so on. Yeah. Um, potentially being being that being a risk for people, but I think you know the short term until Champions League does yeah. does kick off. I don't think it's too much of a worry. Gundogan, yeah. fantastic pick. He actually rose in price. He's gone to seven point six now uh, overnight. Indeed. It just goes to show that um, even though he's sometimes even playing deep, he makes those yeah. runs into the box and he's getting on the end of things. So great two picks. Anyone from Newcastle? Well, um, I think uh, TT is going to like this one and, and maybe Elliot if he's watching along later. Um, but maybe not so much Jillers uh, is going to like this one because he sold this man this week, much to his um, pain, <laughs> is uh, ASM, Alan St. Maximin. And he looked phenomenal. He, he made Kyle Walker look like a child. Hmm. And um, the, the, the fact that he was so dangerous... With his um, with his runs and he, everything seems to be going through him as well. His yeah. creative stats in the build-up, whilst whilst his expected goals aren't really much to write home about at like um 0.2 xg per ninety, his expected assists per ninety is 0.4, and so he's he's someone to really keep an eye out on because is is um also his shots per ninety as well. He's getting about two point. 2.5 shots per 90 minutes which which is great from from a premier league player and, and at a bargain price i think we could see a lot more from asm maybe this could be the season that he's finally adding some end product yeah to, to yeah, yeah. what is a very flashy game mm, yeah i thought he was absolutely um frightening to be honest with you is the, is the word to use um his yeah. dribbling you know the way he ran at that city back line and so on and, and as you say there you know if he's got that end product and he's worked on that he seems to be improving that then you know three assists isn't is, is by no means um bad at all in a game is against one of the best if not the best uh the best side in the, in the country um so yeah any anybody else or you just uh you go for st max at the moment well yeah st max and kieran trips were probably my two guys but um if we just turn our attention back to the comments we have uh ibk the fpl sandwich he's, he's asking me can i say a prayer for his team unfortunately ibk there are certain things that prayer just can't fix um so i'm sorry bro 
He's, he went big at the back, right? I think he's, he's been big at the back for a while. Yeah. It's done okay this season, to be fair, at the beginning of the season. Not too many, too many complaints for that. But, yeah, you know, this week in terms of big at the back, yeah, well, you had the likes of Arsenal. And you had the likes of, in terms of the, the bigger teams uh, that you'd have, it'd be Spurs and Arsenal, but, but a two to go with. And, um, yeah, not many people uh, kind of have a double Arsenal defence or a double Spurs defence. Um, you know, everyone's City or Chelsea or Liverpool and so yeah. on. So, yeah, um, really Great unlucky there, IBK, but... Yeah. yeah, I just I want to say um, before you, oh, yeah. sorry, before you carry on there, Mikey, I just want to just anyone that's new in the kind of chat that's coming. I know we've got a few regular guys in there, and, and, and that's absolutely fantastic to see some of you uh, guys, especially from the community. But yeah, if you're anyone new uh, who's jumped in, and uh, you know, drop a like and a subscribe if you can, it'd be really appreciated for the channel and so on. Um, but yeah, crack on, Mikey. Yeah, I think um, you know, it's great to see so many, so many new faces. And if anyone wants to hit that subscribe button, it really does help us out. I think um, I think that that's a lot from that first game. I think we can move on to that uh, second game now. A game that I watched personally, as um, I was nervously watching uh, one of my uh, transfers in. I took a minus four this week to go from Bowen to Rodrigo, and the Leeds versus Chelsea game. Well, that was a game that treated me really well. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if if anyone in the chat was watching that game. Um, if you had any Leeds assets. Do drop them in the comments below so we can celebrate together. Um, but also, if you have any Chelsea assets, I, I do think I know that a couple of the guys here um, maybe even brought in Sterling as well. So maybe that's something to keep our eye on. Reedy, you got any thoughts on that game, mate? Oh, where do we start, really? I mean, Chelsea's Chelsea's sort of back line at the moment. We're seeing Reese James in right centre-back and Loftus-Cheek out on the right. Um so ineffective on that side at the moment and we're so used to seeing them you know you know certainly reached James anyway we saw them in that Tottenham game the back back end of that being more effective and so on so you know you have got to you really have got to say fair play to Leeds absolutely brilliant home crowd and um, they were they were fully prepared to get stuck in and weren't afraid uh, from the from the from the first minute so you know Brendan Aronson Rodrigo two players in that Leeds side who were uh looking looking really really good and um Leeds deserved the win, fully deserved the win. I mean, uh, Kula Bartley's got a red now, so that's another problem to Chelsea's uh, defences. You've got Stephen in the chat there. Um, hey, shout out, Steve. Good to see you in the chat. Good to meet you at Game Week 39 as well, my friend. Yeah, great, great to have you on, buddy. Yeah, I remember him well. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I remember him well. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on and, and getting involved in the, uh, the, the stream, Stephen. Good to see you, buddy. And I hope your FPL season's going, uh, going well, mate. And as I say, as we both said, I think any questions thrown in here, any sort of plans or transfers you think of the game week yeah. four, or even if you're rolling, just uh, just let us know. But yeah, as I say, brilliant game, mate, as, as you've mentioned there. And um, yeah, is there a lot of talk here? about Rodrigo, um, to be honest, yeah, before yeah. going into the game. And, and I think part of the reason why is that um, his his underlying data looks good and he's, he's so good on the eye test as well. So we know that in, in the first two games, he, he's obviously you know, produced a lot of attack and returns already. Um, people were kind of umming and ahhing about whether or not to bring him in before the Chelsea game. And, well, I, I, I was not expecting a goal and an assist from, from the guy, to be honest. Um, I mean, the second know, one, he got a bit lucky, though, let's be honest. That, that, he, he meant to shoot there. He definitely meant to shoot. Well, <laughs> you've got... Sometimes you make your own luck, and, and he worked hard to get in that position, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and the fact that he got there before the defender to, to even create a touch... You know, that either goes in, into the back of the net or, or it falls to one of his players. 
And yeah. lo and behold, it did. You know, his expected assists per 90 so far this season is 0.5, which is massive. His expected yeah. goals per 90 um, is, is 0.84. By the way, 0.84. This is a midfielder that we're talking about in FPL who is cheap as chips. You know, there was so much talk about the £8 million midfielders going into the season. And here we have Rodrigo and the likes of Martinelli absolutely smashing it. Even yeah. people like... Um, even um, Brendan Aronson's um, underlying data isn't like is amazing so far, but you know he, he looks so incredible on the eye test, doesn't he? Like, yeah. um, and and his his data is a bit skewed at the minute because <laughs> the the xG for his goal, which was basically a tap in from that, by the way, Mendy Howler. By the way, any Chelsea fans in the chat that are going to be seeing that in the nightmares. But the XG for that goal was 0.88 alone. So, so um, you know, his XG for 90 is a little bit skewed right now. So hopefully yeah. we'll get a better idea of what he is. But if, if I was going to have a recommendation between Rodrigo and Aronson, I'd definitely be going with Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I can't I can't complain with that. And well done for bringing him in, Mikey. Uh, I think there was someone in the chat that also, also brought him in. Um, so fair play to you guys. I mean, there was a question, I think, from potentially Liam who he was asking, would you hold Mason Mount for Leicester home or cut your losses? And I know that I started with Mason Mount at the beginning of the season. Um, he's not delivered um, and people really did sort of, they wanted to hold him for the Leeds game and Rodrigo's kind of done what, what Mason Mount owners would, would hope he'd do. Um, so would you say he's a hold for the Leicester game at least or would you get him out now? Uh, it's, it's one of those where it's kind of team dependent. So if... You know, you've literally got no other fires to put out. If you've got um, players with terrible fixtures that you don't want to swap around, Leicester is a really good fixture for attackers. Yeah. You know, Leicester's defence is leaky. And so, you know, selling a Chelsea attacker before a Leicester game, just when you say it out loud, seems like a bad idea. The, the same can kind of be said as IBK is putting out in the chat with players like Saka and, mm -hmm. um, you know, these players, people are thinking about selling, but with the runner fixtures that they have, the fact that they're part of of the attack, maybe patience could be the key here. Sometimes in FPL, patience is is everything, hmm. and I think if you have these players, I I would suggest personally, I would I would hold them. Yeah, no, it's a good piece of advice. I think just to touch on the the patience side of things, me and you know all too well about patience, don't we? Uh, uh, Rev, in terms of playing wild cards and, and so on in, in game week two, but we'll not talk about that too much. Yeah, yeah, we'll not talk about that too much. But in terms of patience, absolutely what you're saying, and you know your transfers and, and other fires in your team that that need fixing, so to speak. So yeah, and, and this is all advice coming from the FPL hitman himself. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> we're on par now. We've, we've both played the wild card. We've both taken a minus yeah. four. Albeit you are doing better than me at the moment, would you pick just a little bit better on Saliba? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I've got to give back to you. I've got to give all credit to you, mate. Um, but I think, as I say, I have to agree in terms of of Mount being a hold just for one more week with Leicester leaking goals and not really looking looking too great, getting beat by Southampton at home. That's that's huge, really. So I'd keep him one more week, hold the transfer if you can. If there's other fires that you need, sort of sorting out, sort those out. Um, but yeah, good things come to those who wait and don't take hits. Um, exactly. But yeah, so moving on to the... Well, actually, yeah. before we move on, is there, is there anyone from Chelsea who you'd look at bringing in or would you just stay clear of that for now? Unless you've got Reese James or Cucurella or whatever, you, you probably... There's there's some people who have maybe been asking, do we sell Reese James for Perisic? If, if you've got Reese James and you don't have Perisic, the answer is no for mm -hmm. me. I, I think 
you know, you've got to back your guy. We know what Reese James can do. I think the thing is as well, Chelsea have had some difficult fixtures and they have been playing in such a way to to accommodate those. So although um we did see Reese James at right centre back this week, he's not going to play there every game. Um and when he does play right wing back, we know exactly the damage that he can do. So so Reese James is the first one. The the second player that I kind of want to highlight hmm. right now is um is Raheem Sterling. I think maybe some of us are seeing exactly why Pep sold him because he is getting some shots off every night. Like his, his shots per ninety, he's getting about two shots per ninety, which is okay. And um and his expected assists are quite low as well. So even though he's getting into those attacking positions, the quality of what he can produce from those positions hasn't been hasn't been amazing. So you know, I, I think um you know, if someone is looking to bring in Raheem Sterling, I'd, I'd say definitely avoid him for now because his underlying stats, they just aren't there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Um, you, you go with the stats there and, and it clearly shows that he's not really as, as effective. And I suppose that the 10 million plus bracket, he really still does make, make it difficult to get him in, into people's teams and so on. So, yeah, uh, moving on to the, the next game um, in terms of Liverpool or Manchester United being home yeah. team, I should say. And then Liverpool... Well, I've just got to ask, Reedy. I've just got to ask, are you, are you okay? Are you I'm okay, fine. Mate? Yeah, absolutely fine. Sure? Absolutely fine. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I am. Um, annoyed last night, obviously annoyed with, with how we played the game, really frustrating. And I suppose, yeah, we can go into kind of kind of chat about that now briefly. Um, mm. I'm not going to take too much time ranting away um, because I think, you know, Bournemouth next, they expect us to win that game and sort of maybe get a bit of confidence back for the team. But in terms of the game itself, um, good game, good game, realistically. I mean, fair play to Manchester United coming out. They had the fans going, um, you know, Rashford playing playing up top, um, which is where he should be playing, where he should be playing if Ronaldo's not on the pitch. Um, so fair play to Ten Hag for his formation, the way he set up and his starting lineup was, I think, exactly what it needed to kind of be um, and what it should have been probably previously in the first two games for United. But but yeah, so Rashford with the goal, Sancho with the goal and, and Salah sort of the FBL managers getting a, getting a return, which I think come come the end of the game, Mikey, especially if you're Ollie Walker Peel and you're triple captain Mo Salah, you're, you're getting a bit of, you know, it's squeaky, squeaky bum time. So um, it was nice to see him get on the score sheet, to be honest. Yeah, yeah what, do, what yeah. do you think of the game generally? I think... You'd, any positives from United? I mean, a lot of positives people would say, but in terms of an FPL point of view, would you say there's anything we look for? It's just for? one of those where, like, football is just is just so unpredictable. Football's so mad. Like, all eyes were on Man United getting absolutely trashed this game week, and not only were things going off in the dressing room for Manchester United, but also things were um, looking quite bad in uh, like a, a board level. For them, you know, with, with the fan protests, I think everyone, myself included, were expecting Liverpool to go in there and absolutely roll them over. Um, and and yet, what we had from Man United was a committed performance from a team who looked hungry. You know, <laughs> Jill is there saying any positives from from United. From yeah, an FPL um, point of view, obviously a positive oh, yeah, game. Yeah. I, know, I know Jack enjoys yeah. that from being a United fan, but a positive, yeah. more a sense from an FPL I, point of view is that I, that's I think, kind of where it was. Yeah. Sort of yeah. So, so in terms of FPL, um, you've got to you've got to think now for Man Manchester United that in that dressing room, having dropped the club captain Harry Maguire and having dropped Ronaldo, yeah. 
Eric Ten Hag has probably gained a lot of clout in that dressing room after doing that and, and seeing that performance go out there like, like he did. And so, you know, am I going to be bringing in Marcus Rashford personally? No. Do I hate it if someone wants to? I don't hate it at all. Like maybe Man, Man United go really push on from here. A, you know, a, a big win against your rivals is sometimes all the confidence you need to, to go and start banging in results week in, week out. Yeah. So, yeah. It certainly will give them the confidence. And I think I think players like Rashford certainly, you know, thrive off that and need that. I think Sancho um, and Alanga being in the team, you know, looked really, really good for United. Um and I think Varane as well uh, needs to be in that side. It's it's, it's so evident and, and clear. Um, so, yeah, they were really, really good. I can't take anything away from United. I mean, another below-par below performance from Liverpool and and people had Luis Diaz and Trent and you know Salah, even some Robbo holders still for this game week. Um, and, 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 yeah, they didn't sort of deliver. Um, it's, it's painful to watch. Like, like I know I'm, I'm an Everton fan, but I'm, I'm also an FPL player. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah. fact that, like, I'm sat there with with Salah and Trent in my team and they're both like well for, for Salah Salah's still doing okay but, but Trent in particular I was I was this close mate I was this close last night before the Perisic price rise I was this close from, to going from Trent to Perisic I was, mm. I was so I was so close and I still to be honest I still might do it going into sure about game. are you sure about t- taking Trent out do you, you think that's a, a wise decision in terms of his price Getting back to him if you need to, and so He's on. Been, but like, this is the thing about like Liverpool is that like, you know, even if they don't get the result that they want, at least they look good, and at least they look threatening, at least they look committed, at least they look passionate. Whereas like Man United ran us off the park. Yeah, like the, yeah. the amount of distance Man United covered was so much more. Than, um, That's true. That's true. But what I will say to you, yeah, before you think about anything like that, that. Trent Alexander-Arnold is, is, you know, the league rank among amongst defenders in three game weeks. His chances created, he's number one. His big chance involvements, he's first as well. Mm. His XA first, his XGI yeah, first. It's, it's, touches it's in the final third there, first. Isn't it? Yeah. But the thing so, is, he's, he's, what's, what's that translated to in reality is that he's, he's got four FPL points total. Mm. Yeah, four FPL points total, and it's hundred percent, hundred percent. You look at it in, in terms of what it, what he costs in the game uh, and what he's delivered. It's certainly mm. below par, hundred percent. He gave the ball away so many times last night; it was yeah. unbelievable. Um, so, you know, people are certainly going to consider it, but I think with the Bournemouth fixture coming up, it would really, really be silly to kind of move him out um, at, at this point in time. I think in the season. So, yeah. I mean, that for you, Mikey, in terms of taking him out and bringing Perisic in. You've also got to keep your eyes this early in the week, anyway. For FPL managers, keep your eyes um, peeled and your ears open because Perisic apparently has come off and may have took a knock, potentially be slightly injured. Okay, you know, so it's it, it's always going to be a risk. But um, but yeah, three fantastic games, uh, unbelievable, really. I think, as I say, the standout, as we know, is Newcastle City. I think most people were were not expecting a three three at St mm. James's Park, and um, and yeah, unbelievable. But is it? In terms of moving on to, to game week four, um, just briefly, mm. a lot of people, a lot of players in the team, myself included, that have got home fixtures. Uh, I think off the top of my head, I've got about 10 players um, that have got home fixtures. And bearing that in mind, the likes of what we've mentioned about Rodrigo for Leeds, um, you know, and any of the players that people might want to bring in, you know, Leeds have got an away fixture to Brighton, who were really, really good at the beginning of the season. Um, do you think that there's... 
not that many transfers people need to 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 make this this game week. In terms of taking a minus four, for example, would you would you advocate advocate that or or not? Yeah, I, I think um, this week feels like a bit of a, a freak game week. I, I think you know um, Artif, who's who's a, a member of our group chat, beloved member of our FPL community, is saying like, is big at the back done? Is big at the back buried? I don't necessarily think so. Um, I, th- I think maybe it's one of those where we've just had a bit of a freak game week where the, all the big teams have, have conceded. How often do we see Newcastle and, and Man City have, have a game like that? That that was such an amazing game. That was just I just feel privileged <laughs> to have watched, you know, uh, just end to end stuff all the time. The Leeds game with with Chelsea, like how often do we see that? How often do we see Man United score two in a game? Never mind against Liverpool, <laughs> you know. So. Um, you know, it's, it's shots fired. Um, <laughs> but but the, the thing is, I, I think big at the back is is definitely a hold if you have it. But um, if you are looking to jump ship, I, I think looking at um, looking at going big at the front is 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 a real possibility. I, I've got Holland, Kane, and Jesus in my team, and that served me very well this week. Yeah. And they've got the form and the fixtures to just keep going. I'll, I'll be laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a couple of questions before we kind of, kind of wrap up the, um, you know, the the review and so on. Um, I think um, people are saying about, you know, I think someone said about holding Robbo. Tiffany's saying they're bigger the back done and buried. She thinks, and you just mentioned about that there. Um, Andy Robertson is he a hold or is he a get rid this week? Would you think, um, Mikey? It's it's a tough one, mate, because I was I was this close to selling. Trent, like if I had Robbo personally, like I I would, I, as as JRX is saying there in the chat, maybe maybe it is perhaps time to move him on to a Perisic or a Cucurella, but I wouldn't do that until we get some press conference news from. from for me, day. for me personally, I would pick if you haven't got him, uh, Zinchenko would be the one potentially, or even if you wanted to go right down to a Saliba, I think those two. He's causing me nightmares, isn't he? Not picking him. He's definitely in my team this week. I can't that's, believe that's, you benched Saliba, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I think that's that's like a classic like knee knee jerky thing though, because he obviously got the own goal last week, and you were just like, "Well, that's it. He's not going in my team now." <laughs> no, listen, I didn't have any any hate on the guy at all. It's just that you know, me being me in it, terms the, of the silver. The I thing is though, if you're not playing, if you're not playing Saliba at Bournemouth. Yeah. When are you playing them? You know what I mean, bro? Like, <laughs> Against Fulham at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. um, He's lost, lost his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, as I say, I think in terms of Robertson, uh, to give yourself some more funds around the team, I, I do think the Arsenal defenders are, are something that, to definitely look at. Um, I would I would uh, throw caution to the wind on the likes of Cucurella with uh, Koulibaly being out, potentially playing left centre-back, we don't know. And the likes of... Um, uh, the likes of uh, I think City defenders at the moment as well. They've got Palace at home, um, but you know most people will have the likes of whether Tarlin, KDB, Cancelo, and so on. So, so yeah. But um, yeah, other than I, that, I mean, just just, well, just one of them, really, isn't it? Like I, I think um, FPL Rubber Ducky in the chat has said it's been a ducking disaster this week, and I think he's right. Uh, I think wrong. I think that this week has has been one of those where it's been a bit of an anomaly for sure, mm-hmm. and I think patience can be key. FPL managers. So if maybe maybe just stick and wait for that press conference news. Don't make any too 
knee-jerky decisions. And I know that's coming from me and Reedy, who've both already smashed all wild cards out the window <laughs> this season. But you know, we, you can we can lead you to a path that we can't follow. You know, <laughs> maybe take our Get all philosophical on us now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but don't do what we say, not not what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of sort of, you know, um, any questions people might have, or or any sort yeah. of you know, burning questions or problems they might have in the team at the moment, um, you know, get in the Discord. Um, we've, we've got that, basically, if you go to either mine and and, and Rev's um, Twitter handles, which yours is, Rev? It's uh, FBL. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So mine's at FBL Addicts Reedy. So if you go to the link tree there, you've got the... The link to the Discord and so on. So, you know, we've got a great community going in there, and 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 yeah. So, I mean, I think as I say, we'll, we'll wrap up there. Um, it's been great to have a chat yeah, and the sort of details for the, the Discord. Up. Yeah, they're, they're in the in the captions below as well. We are going to be hanging out in there for a little bit after the stream. If you want to come and hang out with yeah, us, and yeah, yeah. before we go as well, if you've not hit the subscribe button, then then please do hit the subscribe button. It really helps us out. And uh, yeah, thanks for everyone as well for hanging out. As, as well in the chat with us today it's been uh really good to, to spend some time with you yeah no it's been great um as i say chat about the games um and, and you know sort of look at some of these players that are good and bad for, for, for you know the previous game we can move forward as well so i'm sure there'll be um lots to talk about during the week tuesday at the moment so you know a few days for people to to tinker and ponder and so on um but yeah it was uh, it's great to have a discussion with you mikey but um thanks to the guys in the chat for joining us um, some great questions in there and so on. And uh, yeah, best of luck uh, moving into game week four.